Hey, sleepy readers. <laughs> I'm Liza. <laughs> and I'm Riz. And this is the Little Sleep Much Reading Podcast. sleeping and so much reading his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind oh marissa yes i'm do you watch stranger things i do watch stranger things but i'm only i'm only on the second episode of season four okay i'm i'm not very far either but do you like it so far I do. I like it too. I'm on episode four. Um, some of the authors who I follow tweeted about. Um, they said like, "Oh, the reasons that I stopped watching Stranger Things season three is because a lot of that season was a lot of men telling women how they should feel, and I didn't notice that. So I was like, maybe I should go back and watch season three and see if it's like that." I never noticed that either. Right. So I'm like, mm. but I like it so far. I think it's fun. I think it's yeah. No, I really, I really, I love that show. Mm-hmm. It reminds I associate it with summer now because of season three coming out in summer 2019. So it's nice to have another summer season. A spooky summer show. A spooky summer. Good vibes, friends. Um, I will admit, I have already cried. Okay, Slay. I haven't I don't know. cried I yet. I've been crybaby lately. It's okay. When, when, when like, Elle slash Jane was presenting her project. Oh, wait. Actually, maybe I did almost cry. I cried. That was very upsetting. I that just feel like quite upsetting. I don't know. Sometimes it's weird. Like I look at shows like that and I'm like, there's no way that bullying happened like this. But then I think back on when I was a kid and I was like, it definitely did. Because it definitely did. <laughs> that was you, bestie. <laughs> no, that's sad. <laughs> I know. I hate no. I hate when people get bullied. Bullying is Unless dumb. they deserve to get bullied. Let's not bully guys. But yeah, usually they don't deserve to get bullied. <laughs> Only mean people deserve to get bullied. And they're usually not the ones who get bullied, unfortunately. So very true. Play. Oh, Sylvie. Oh, yo. Sylvie's talking to us, guys. Is there is there any lit news? Um, the lit news today is that Liam Payne can goal choke i i think i texted my exact words to cassidy and lexi where liam payne can shut the hell up straight facts oh no i said i need liam payne to shut the hell up nothing but facts there hey and then there were three (laughs) here's the thing Zane broke my heart when I was 15 years old and I've never gotten over it. Never. I will never get over it. Never. But right now in my heart, 
that list that I have of all the One Direction peoples, um, Liam's last. Liam is behind Zane. I agree. I agree. But honestly, I never liked Liam and Zane as much as I liked Louis, Harry, and Niall. So I'm not that surprised that they're the first two to break my trust. I sent you this book called How to Be Eaten. And I feel as though it was made for Marissa simply because of this last paragraph that go well, and I would love to read it too, but the last paragraph says dark, edgy, and wickedly funny. This debut for readers of Carmen Maria Machado, Kristen Arnett, and Kelly Link takes our coziest, most beloved childhood stories, exposes them as anti-feminist nightmares, and transforms them into a new kind of myth for grown-up women. I love it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's so good. I want to read it so bad. How to be funny by Maria Adelman. Anytime it says something that's for people who like Kelly Link, I'm like, 911, yes, Marissa. <laughs> Hello. I just sent you another book too that's coming out from the feminist press called Pretend It's My Body, which was compared to Carmen Maria Machado and Kelly Link as well. We love to see it. Um, but hey, we're in Aruba right now for those of you listening. Not right now, like when we're recording, but right now when you're... When it's in your ears, we've already been in Aruba for more than a week. But right now, we're still a week away from going to Aruba. Six days, to be exact. How many lizards has Eliza picked up at this point? Yeah, make your freaking guesses now, and then we'll reveal it when we post the episode. (laughs) I probably picked up so many lizards. What's the biggest lizard? My guess is going to be five. Five? I'll take five. I, I was going to go for seven. We'll see. We're so excited. So excited. Um, so for this little Aruba vacation we're, we're going on, um, what's, the, what's the theme for, for this week, Liza? Yeah, for this week... The theme is Island Girls. Um, Island Girls, however, we wanted to interpret that. And I think for some reason, I just immediately, my mind goes to horror when I think of that or mystery, just because it feels like there's a lot of like spooky things that happen on islands. Um, So yeah, that was the theme. And we were both able to just kind of roll with that the way we wanted to. So I did the book... Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins, um, which is like a adult murder mystery. I also went the horror route, but I will say there was a little bit of, I asked my Instagram followers which book I should read. And the one that got the most votes I ordered from my lovely bookstore. And they had a problem with their, um, I guess their POS system. And so they didn't get my order. And so I ended up messaging them a week later and saying, did you get my order? And they said, no. Is really sad. Um, so my book did not come in on time, dun, dun, dun. but I use one of my backup books, which is also horror. It is also, um, you know, island, but 
I don't want you to I don't want you to get the 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 um tropical beachy island vibes. We're not going for that. We are going for rainy, sandy Scotland beach vibes. Ooh, I didn't know um, that. Mm-hmm. And it is also less girl and more incel boy, which is really interesting. But his hate for women is pretty iconic, if I do say so myself. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. So um, I didn't say the name of it, but I will say it right now. It's The Wasp Factory by Ian Banks, named one of the top 100 novels of the century by The Independent. What the fuck? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's wild. This obviously is not the book that I intended on reading, but it was a really good substitute, in my opinion. I really enjoyed it. And I will say I've had this book on my shelf for a long time. Um, I originally got it, I believe it was freshman year of college in a thrift store in Sweet Brooklyn. And um, I tried to read it sophomore year and I fell out of it. Just not for any reason, just because when you're in college, it's harder to read things for yourself. Um, You know, I just picked it back up for this. And pretty much it is about a 16 year old boy who is definitely... I hate to be like, oh, he's mentally ill because he's a scumbag and we hate him and we don't want to group him in the same group as mentally ill people and act like it's an excuse. We don't want to do that. But, you know, he's he has issues and he has murdered three people. Um, as the book is beginning. So it goes into him being kind of like a psychopath and the weird kind of OCD things that he does. You can bring it in there. And the weird OCD things um, that he does involving um, thinking that the universe is kind of talks to him and the island that he's on sends him signs and involving the people that he murders. So, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, let's get into it. For readability, I gave this a seven. I like this book, but I would say, and like, I'm interested in what happens during the book, but Frank is very um, annoying. (laughs) He's very annoying and he's definitely narcissistic and thinks that he's like God's gift to the world. And so it makes me hard to like read this book, which is amazing for Ian Banks to do that and it to work this well. And for me to have such a remote in a, a, an emotional reaction to a character like that. I think that's so good. Um, But yeah, for language and style, I gave this a seven. This book reminds me a lot of Tender is the Flesh, not in 
content so much as in um, writing style and specifically, you know, in Tender is the Flesh, for those of you who don't remember or haven't listened to that episode, that was back in October, we did that. And that episode was, you know, the book, the book is about cannibalism. And there's a part in the book where it literally goes down the whole process of breaking apart a human being efficiently, so that each part can still be used. It was a very like, not tedious, but it was a very structured and detailed thing to read. And this book is very much like that. Frank has, he does a lot of weird like rituals and things. And it very much explains them. It explains how he sets up traps, how he sets up bombs. It explains how he dissects creatures. By the way, trigger warning, not only for child death in this book but also like animal cruelty animal cruelty and animal abuse um misogyny there is some racism in this book you know frank is not a good character he's not a good guy i mean he's good he's a good character he's not a good guy um so yeah, so it, it the way that it's it breaks down all these like rituals that he has and like bum 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 bum. Then I did this, I did this, I went here, I did that. It reminded me very much of Tender is the Flesh in that sense. So I really I liked that, and I do think that this has to be a book that you're kind of mentally prepared to like pay a little bit of attention to because um, if you're like me and you like have been on a date with a guy who just talks about nonsense, you'll find yourself drifting off. And Frank is that guy. He's a worst. So like there are definitely times in this book I find myself drifting off, not because it's not interesting or anything like that, just because his character is just so horrible. I don't want to hear anything he has to say. So yeah, overall, I'm going to give it a seven for form. I didn't really put anything for form um, because it's very straightforward. I will say something that I really enjoy about this book is in the beginning of chapters, there's kind of, they almost look like relief prints, um, but there's like pictures, black and white pictures that look like carvings i don't say very beautiful i love things like that i love relief brands i love um printmaking all that fun stuff um but not really form so we're snipping form for shelf worthy read again i'm gonna give this a seven like i said i i have had this book on my shelf for years even after i started it and didn't finish So with that being said, there's a reason that I kept it on my shelf, even though I didn't finish it. And I mean, obviously it worked out because now I'm reading, I read it again and it was great, but I I still think I'm going to keep it. I think it's an interesting story. I think the horror in it is interesting. I think there's something to learn from um, the way that characters are written, the way that things are working together. And and I think that this is a very good example of... um, a wide variety of like, like insane characters um, with lots of different mood issues um, and 
few moral compasses, but that's also besides the point. Um, so yeah, so I gave it a seven. I I don't know if I would read. I would probably read this again. It's it's a very short book, only a hundred and eighty four, eighty five pages. So it's super short. It's a quick read, and I and again, I think that there's a lot to learn from it. And um, I don't know. I just don't really see a reason why I wouldn't read it again. So for plot, I gave it a seven. So one thing I like about this book is, like I said, it starts off when he's 16. Um, he's already killed three people by that point. And the wasp factory is already established, all this other stuff. It's, it's all already established. And so pretty much what it, what happens is as it goes on it'll like jump back not in the sense that you know we're actually being put there but just in the sense that like frank is recalling what happened and telling you what happened which is interesting and it sets up you see in the beginning he has all these weird processes and things like that and you see that he has um, a physical ailment about him, um, and you get all this information, but then you get to go back and kind of understand, oh, so this is why this is like this, and this is how this happened, and this is why he calls this this. And I think that that is interesting. Although it is plot, it's interesting for character. Um I think that's a really smart way for a character to be created and thought about um, for characterization. I also gave it a seven. And so thinking about that, that's sevens across the board. So this book is just rated a big fat seven. So I wouldn't say like I'm connected to these characters, but the reason why they were so high is because I don't, like them like i genuinely have an emotional reaction to the characters in it specifically a main character to have a main character who is morally not good who's gross who i think is just the worst thing and yet i can understand why he thinks the way that he does that is beautiful and that is good writing and um Yeah, there's never once in the book where I'm like, oh, I'm identifying with him. It's not like that. It's more like I can't like I can't stand him, but I'm understanding the way that he like why he thinks certain things about whatever. Um, so, yeah, that was all that. I will say this book is horror but it's not horror in the sense of like oh it's gonna keep me up at night it's horror in the sense of like that's wild um a couple of the way it explains how he killed people wild in like a cool way like you know when you watch like a saw or like final destination and they have is it final destination i can't i don't know guys but and they have a kill that you're like that was a insane kill oh i got a great example like in friday the 13th the original friday the 13th when kevin bacon 
dies. He gets stabbed through the bed, through his neck. And like, is it the greatest kill of all time? No. Are the are, is, are the graphics kind of crappy now? Yes. But it was a creative kill and it was done really interestingly. So I feel as though the kills that happened in this book are um, on a similar wavelength to that. And I think that that's really interesting. And um, it's also horror in the sense of this character is horrible and the things he does are horrible, but it's not like, oh, there's a boogeyman under my bed type thing. Um, so, yeah, so that's my thoughts on that. Hey guys, Future Marissa here. So, um, I had to record something to add into this episode because since we stopped recording it, I've been thinking about it and I feel like it is something I should have mentioned. Um, so if you were reading this book, okay, you need to get to the end. The end has um, somewhat of a plot twist to it that kind of changed a lot on the book, and it's something that makes the book very, very controversial. Um, and, yeah, so I, I felt like I should re-record this, and I, I didn't at first because I thought maybe it would be... I don't know, too much to be like, oh, you guys got to read this book to the end so that you know what actually happens. There's a plot twist. But like genuinely to get the full experience of this book and to understand probably why it's one, it's considered the, one of the best um, novels of the century. And also to understand why people find it so controversial. I think it's really important that you stick it out. Um, if you don't like it and fully read it to the end. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that and put that in and let everyone know. And now continuing on with our episode. It's like that kind of horror that like just shows like the worst of humanity. You know? Yes. Like, yeah, you have a character that you just hate like there's no jump scares but it's so scary because the person is just so scary but not because they're a monster because they're human right and i'm also just like i know that there are people in the world that thinks how he thinks and i know um also that he's justifying everything he does to himself for example like he killed three people. The first two were boys and the last one was a girl. And the only reason why he killed the last one is because he killed two boys. And so he felt like there was um, that the universe was unbalanced. And so he had to kill a girl to make it balanced again. And I'm like, I know that there are people like that who I mean, even me, sometimes I think things like I'm like, oh, I I, uh, a song comes on the radio and I'm like, the fact that, that song just came on at this moment at this time, that means something. Right. You know? right. 
we all have those those things and and i just know that there are people who actually do that and that's scary when it's in this um when it's in malicious content totally like did you see the new batman no okay well for anybody who's listening who's seen it i won't spoil anything but like you this doesn't spoil it but like the riddler is just so scary and i think it's because he seems an awful lot like some people that exist in our world today um like weird vigilante white supremacist school shooter type people and that is just way scarier than any fictional monster could ever be in my opinion absolutely that's why um tate is actually not hot guys no if you have a crush on tate you actually need to seek help um it is where it's at if i'm being honest it's like people who also like have a crush on like serial killers like if you're like going after you think ted bundy is hot Right, Ted. Get Bundy. off of our podcast, Richard Ramirez. He is, he's no, no, no. Ted Bundy looks like he crawled out of a trash can. He did, bro. After a rat birthed him, I feel the same way about girls who have a crush on the Riddler or people who have a crush on the Riddler, and then also people who love the guy from You. I'm like that guy makes me sick to my stomach so much that I can't even separate Penn Badgley from his character anymore because yes. Joe Goldberg is that scary. Yeah. And you know what? You know, girls who think that that's hot have never been stalked before. You guys have ever been seriously stalked? Right. That's not fun. It's not, <laughs> it's fun. not fun. It's not cute. It's not romantic. It's scary. No. Um, not romanticize that shit. Just like don't romanticize Tate being a literal school shooter. No. You can love Evan Peters and you can love Kit. But Tate? Mm, Absolutely not. But yeah, that shit's scary. Scary. Um, My book was not scary, but it was fun. And maybe it would be scary for some people, but it wasn't scary. I didn't find it scary at all. Tell us about it, bestie. So my book was called Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins. Um, She writes under a few different pseudonyms, um, but Rachel Hawkins is like her mystery um, name. Her other name is Erin Sterling, and I believe that's her rom-com name. And for rom-coms, her other books are like The X-Hex, which was really popular on Book Talk for a while. And then um, her mystery book that like kind of precedes this book, but the no connection, as far as I know, is called The Wife Upstairs. Um, and Reckless Girls follows like this girl and her boyfriend who are living in Hawaii and they want to sail around the world. And they get hired by these two mysterious girls who are traveling around and kind of show up uh, uh, wherever they are in Hawaii and are going to pay them like 50 grand to sail them to this island called Moreau, um, which is in the middle of the Pacific, completely cut off from civilization. And the island has a little bit of like a sinister history because 
uh, there was like a military base there during World War II where a lot of like nefarious stuff happened. And then there was also a shipwreck there where there was like a like a crap ton of crew members and only like nine or something made it off the island whenever they were found. And there was like cannibalism. And that's why this book kind of reminded me of Yellow Jackets a little bit, um, but not as good. But I did say, like, when I was recommending this book at work, I was like, if you're if you're needing content to read while you wait for season two of Yellow Jackets, I would put this on the list, even though it's not like exactly the same and it's not as good. It has that same kind of like survival vibe that I think is just a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, they go to this island. They also all have a little bit of like twisted past which i'll talk about a little bit more when i get to form um and they get to this island and there's already another boat there which is weird because nobody is really supposed to know about this island um and so it ends up being this like australian couple who are really cool and they're having a good old fun time until another boat shows up and it's this kind of like hillbilly guy and so now there's this girl and her boyfriend, these two girls, this couple, and this guy. And let's just say, not everybody makes it off the island at the end of the book. Um, so it's one of those styles. So without further ado, I will get into my rating scale. Um, and I will say too, what I was laughing at my own rating scale. I believe this is the most all over the place a rating scale I have ever done. It is not, you know how usually like Marissa was like, this was sevens across the board or we'll read something that's like nines across the board or like if we DNF'd it, it's going to be like fives or fours across the board. This is not that. This is all over the place, um, which I thought was really funny. So for readability, I gave this book an 8.5. I thought this book was so fun to read. Um, it is not necessarily a thin book, but it was so quick to get through like you could I think it's the perfect beach read it is still in hardcover um but once it comes out on paperback I think it's the perfect beach read if you like mysteries like more than romances um because you'll just plow immediately plow through it it's the type of book where you're like I have to keep reading to find out what happens next it's not the type of book where you're like I have to keep reading because I love the characters or oh my god I'm thinking about this book when I'm not reading it because of how cool it is it's not that kind of readability but it is like oh my god flipping the page I gotta see what happens next which I think is really fun um especially for mysteries and especially for the summertime and for island girls but that brings me into language and style which I'm so sorry Rachel but I gave this book a three this writing was not good it sounded it reminded me here's the team it reminded me so much of fan fiction the writing style so much of fan fiction and I was like this is kind of annoying but at the same time I was like I used to be clicking next page on Wattpad next page next page it is fan fiction that style it is really readable no matter how stupid it is when they describe that she like puts her hair into a messy bun and like how cheesy it is it is readable and there is an audience for that it should not honestly be critiqued by people who critique literary fiction because we're just gonna like you put it 
you know, it's not almost not fair. And that's not also what this book is for. So like, even though I gave this book a three, like you're seeing that right underneath an 8.5 for readability. I've read books where the writing was technically amazing. And I would have given it like a four for readability because I just didn't fucking care what was going on. So it's like kind of like you have to take it with a that three with a grain of salt. Um, but if you're looking for like good writing, um, good, let's say not good writing, let's say good language and good technique. This book isn't it. But if you're looking for a good story, 100%, like this book is just sheer fun, which I think you need every once in a while. Like at no point, the writing was bad, but at no point was I like, I need to DNF this book. Like I literally was like, oh my God, how fun. Like I'm having a great time. For form, I gave this book a 5.5 and I would consider even making it a six because she was doing something interesting and it parts of it actually were very helpful, but I don't know entirely if it worked. But then again, I don't, I think I would have not liked if she did it any other way that I can think of to do it. So I think it was kind of clever because basically a lot of these characters, like I said, have like either like weird or sad or sinister backstories. And the way she does that is she has the front story, which is all told from the main character. Her name is Lux. I think that's the other reason it reminded me of a fan fiction. Like everything about it just felt like it was like Anna Todd slay like all the names like everything about it um the fact that there was random australian people and there didn't need to be um <laughs> but and i digress so she would have the front story which was told from lux's point of view and then each person had a backstory which was told from the third person and it was through that backstory that we got to understand why their characters act the way that they act on the island and I think that was really cool because it would have been even cheesier if they were on the island and they were like, well, this happened to me 10 years ago. It just wouldn't be like, it's, it's cool that the other characters don't know this stuff. Right. That like only like one thing I'll do is that like, cause it's given like right off the bat, like Lux's mom died from cancer. Right. That's part of her backstory. Not everybody else really knows that on the island, like her boyfriend does. Um, but like it, it, that aspect of her life has a lot to do with why her character is the way that she is. And then all of the other characters get little bits and pieces like that too, um, which I just think work really well. Even if it was like, I was like, I would be pulled out of it a little bit because I definitely cared way more about the front story than the backstory. I did think it was a clever way to do characterization and exposition in a way that wasn't um, cheesy per se. So that's why I was like, eh, maybe, maybe a six. For shelf worthiness slash read again, I would, I gave this book a, um, like a, a 3.5 or a four. Um, I think you could definitely wait till it's on paperback and buy it. Um, you could definitely borrow it from somebody and you could definitely take it out from the library. Like this feels like a perfect book to take out from the library. Cause I cannot see why you would ever want to read this book again. 
because you already know what all the plot twists are and it doesn't have like that like vibe of like oh my god I love this writing so much or oh my god I love these characters so much because none of the characters are really likable like I didn't like any of them and I'll get to that later like that doesn't mean they were like well-written characters but like it's not like I don't I can't see this being like somebody's like comfort book for example so I definitely feel like it's it's super fun but that's why you don't have to buy it like you can literally read it one time and call it a day um for plot I gave this book an eight I thought I saw things coming and then I didn't and then there was plot twists and they were all very fun it wasn't like a no matter how much you thought it was going to be a classic like island survival story it wasn't and up until the end like literally up until the last page all of the twists and turns were like very fun like I said it was extremely readable it the tension was good the the reveals of like deaths and mysteries and things like that every time they were revealed it was fun um you got quite angry you were like shocked sometimes which I think is always fun too like there were a few like jaw dropping like no fucking way and like some like like it's a, she just was popping out of the blue but not like uh, oh my god like not like you guys remember in actually lost when like there was like a polar bear all of a sudden and everybody was like what the hell not that kind of twist like everything when i say shocking it all made sense like i'm you're all like yes i can totally see how this happened but it was still like a fun little twist but nothing like magic was going on like, not that that would be a bad thing, but that wasn't this kind of book. Um, so it was like that kind of shock, not like what the hell kind of shock. Um, so, yeah, I thought the plot was really fun. Um, it was not totally predictable. It it was as fresh as this kind of mystery, I feel like, can be. Because, like, how many times can you do a stranded on a desert uh, on a deserted island story? But she did do, like, interesting stuff with it. it it didn't feel like anything else i had ever read per se so i think that's always um like something to applaud and then for characters i gave the characterization a six um like i said i did not like any of the characters um i don't know if you were supposed to like the main character but i thought she was kind of annoying but i definitely had the most I don't know if sympathy or empathy is the right word in this scenario, but I definitely was like, I don't know, I guess rooting for her the most, but she wasn't like likable, but I think that's always kind of good. Like, cause this girl isn't really the type of girl that I would hang out with period. So the fact that I don't really like her speaks a lot to um, how she was written. I think it's, it's not like a bad thing. And then there's people that you really don't like and get really mad at, which I think is always fun. And then all of the other characters are like quite interesting and like kind of hard to figure out. But then once you figure out, you're like, oh, so like, I'm not going to say like I'm invested in the characters um, or that I like connected to them on this like crazy level. But like they are good characters. They are believable characters and their characterization is carried throughout they never do anything uncharacteristic they never bleed into each other like I think it's very easy to tell them apart which is 
honestly, sometimes hard to do when you have a big cast. Um, so I think that speaks to her like talent as a storyteller as well. But yeah, just a freaking fun book. I think everybody should read a kind of like silly mystery every once in a while. Just like if you want to read a silly romance every once in a while, I literally think that's awesome. Like, that's cool. Like, not everything has to be literary and not everything should be literary ever. The world would be tremendously boring um, if we didn't have books like Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins. So yeah, it was fun. It got me in the mood for Beechin too, not murder, unless we'll see. But it did get me in the mood for Beechin on a tropical island. Not murder. Not murder. Um. So so that was our little Islander Gales episode. Yes. Next week, um, we're going to be reading Beach Trash. Beach Trash. And that means we're going to walk down a beach in Aruba and pick some trash off of the beach and read it out on the podcast. Right. And that's it. It's going to be so bad. Yeah, the beaches are actually super clean. I believe it. Mm Mm-hmm. Beach trash feels like a strictly American phenomenon. (laughs) You got a point. Um, No, we're going to be reading books that are gaudy, campy. Yeah, like like a mat. Like when you go to the beach and you see a woman in her chair and she's reading a mass market paperback with something absolutely insane on the cover like a half naked man or like a like a cat on the beach and it says like murder at the cove like two like volleyballs next to each other and then a little bit of blood splatter on them exactly so it's like both sexy and murder like marissa you're literally getting yours at the convenience store right your book didn't you say i'm gonna go to family dollar and i'm gonna pick one up yeah and mine i already know i'm doing nora roberts because i simply associate her with the beach and this the one I'm getting is called the reef and it's like a treasure hunt but it's definitely also like a smutty romance mystery she throws some paranormal shit in there sometimes too god love her Hell yeah. so it's gonna be and it's a mass market paperback you have it has to be a mass market paperback it cannot be trade paper which is my my least favorite kind of book to hold in my hands oh my god have you ever seen the mass market of american gods by neil gaiman disgusting it's the worst thing i've ever seen with my own two eyes (laughs) it's atrocious and then when people like prefer the mass markets i'm like are you okay? And then when people will get a series and like you see them at like, I don't know if you'll witness this at work, but like they'll buy like Bridgerton and they'll get like the trade paper of Bridgerton that has like the Netflix cover, but then they'll get the mass market of the Viscount who loved me with like the original cover. And I'm like, at least for fuck's sake, be consistent and get entirely the trade paper or entirely the mass market. Because picturing your section of the shelf with your freaking 
Magician books in different sizes makes me sick. Makes me sick. It's not okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But they are easy to bring to the beach, which is why I'm sure they're so associated with the beach. Easy to fit in a purse. Yep. Easy to just grab and go. Um, so that's what we're doing. I don't know which book I'm going to read yet because I'm just going to go to the store and just pick it out. I'm just going to say which cover is bonkers to me. Yeah. Slay. 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 I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. Um, but that, that's all we gotta. It's all about that.